You're listening to a 1FM podcast. And it's that time of the week again. I'm here on a Wednesday afternoon and I'm talking to Steve. How's it going, Steve? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Hope you hope everyone's going all right out there and the health's good after being caught in the storm yesterday. Very grateful to get home, I must admit. Obviously localised because not that many areas got it, but I happened to drive home and it was a bit scary for a while there. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have it here. Well, I didn't have it in Shepparton, but we've had some stuff on the weekend just past last Sunday there was a blackout there was a bit of a storm we had no power for an hour at home so that was interesting uh, yeah yeah but it was all right just a little bit of rain yeah yeah a bit of rain doesn't hurt so we watered part of the garden yesterday so naturally it was going to rain yesterday afternoon wasn't it so yeah. there you go oh that's good <laughs> but anyway who are we talking about today well, as we're doing this on, on Wednesday the 25th, I thought that for a bit of an Australia Day flavour, and I appreciate that not, Australia Day is not everybody's flavour of the month, but as far as I'm concerned, this particular fellow made a song about Australia, and I think it's quite appropriate, Peter Allen. Oh, yeah, Peter Allen, an Aussie legend. I know all the, I know most of his songs anyway. For once, I know the songs, I imagine. We're in the 70s with this, Josh, so that I have moved on again a bit more. I, I just thought a bit of an Aussie flavour about the whole thing, even though it'll be a Monday before people hear it that we'll have him. Most people know a bit of the story with Peter Allen through review shows and television such shows, but I thought it was worth repeating again anyway. Yeah, he's a very interesting, well, he had a very interesting life, you could say that, and had your musical made about him, so that's how interesting he was. That's right. Everybody knows he was born Peter Richard Woolnow on the 10th of February 1944 to Richard John Woolnow, who was a soldier and a grocer, and his wife Marion in Tenterfield, New South Wales, and he had a sibling whose name was Lynn grew up in a nearby Armadale and he lived there till he was 14 where he first learned piano and dance. And his first performances were actually in the ladies' lounge in the New England Hotel where he played piano at age 11. Father became a violent alcoholic after the war and unfortunately in 1958 he committed suicide when Alan was only 14 years of age. Now his grandfather George never really understood or got over this tragic event and of course the song Tenderfield Sadler which was written by Alan tells a sad story. It's actually only number 53 in Australia in 1972. <laughs> I think it's just about the greatest Australian song ever written, that one, so... Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic song and how it only number 53 If I, if I had me. to do the best Australian songs of all time, I'd, I'd have to be in my top five at the very least, if not higher, yeah. so... Uh, that's, a fair, that's a fair call. I think, it's, I think it's a terrific song. After this tragic event, Alan left school... With an intermediate certificate, of course, for those who don't know what that is, that's fourth form in year 10. And he moved to Lismore to, with his mother and sister to live with relatives. In 1959, he went to Surface Paradise looking for work and met a fellow by the name of Chris Bell, who was an English-born singer and guitarist. Bell's father suggested that the name for the duo be called the Allen Brothers. Within a year, they were regularly performing on bandstand. I can clearly remember their performances on bandstand. They seemed to be on every other week. They actually released five singles, the first of which was called First Kiss, and that was the only one to chart. We'd reached number 32 in Melbourne. But the other four that they were released on John, Johnny O'Keefe's leading label all failed to chart. 
1961, they switched the ATMB label and they released four more non-charting songs. So not much happening from that point of view. But they were very popular and they got an extended tour of Tokyo and Southeast Asia. And they actually remained there for two years and they were spotted by Judy Garland. Eventually became their manager and opened her shows in London. So they certainly a bit of a, a boost there in, in that particular situation. And then actually they moved to New York City and continued to support Garland across the USA and Canada and they made TV appearances and recorded an album. We all know where Judy Garland comes into this particular story. She, she started playing matchmaker and, and was instrumental in Peter and Liza Minnelli, her daughter, getting married in 1967. And they separated in 1969 and divorced in 1974. Now, the Allen Brothers broke up in 1970. Chris Bell left the music industry later on, and I didn't find out any more information about him, unfortunately. Now, Peter Allen started to release solos uh, in 1971, but he actually achieved more success through his written songs being recorded by others. And then one, one prime example of that was I Honestly Love You, which was co-written with a fellow by the name of Jeff Barry. Now, Jeff Barry uh, also was involved in writing songs such as Do Why Diddy Diddy, Da Do Ron Ron, Then He Kissed Me, Be My Baby and Leader of the Pack amongst others. Of course, Honestly Love You was recorded by Olivia Newton-John and it was number one in the USA and Canada in 1974 and it won two Grammys for Record of the Year and Best Female Vocal Performance. Uh, the version that he put out actually didn't chart, so he wasn't having much success in that, his own singing performance. He then put out an album which was called Taught by Experts and that reached number one in, in 1976. And also in 1976, he put out a version of The More I See You. This was only reached number 80 in Australia. But in 1977, he did a re-release of the song and it uh, climbed up to number 10. Now, there was a version of this song by a fellow by the name of Chris Montez, which, I, which was much more successful. I didn't get the uh, exactly where it finished on the chart, but it was a pretty big song back when it came out. And then I Go to Rio, which was co-written by the number Adrian Anderson, was the number one hit in Australia for him in 1976. And Pablo Cruz, I don't know whether you've heard of them, Joss Allen are an American group, and they had a version which reached number 46 in the US in 1979. Vaguely rings a bell, but I can't tell you anything. No, that's fine, that's good, because I didn't find out much either. <laughs> Now, Don't Cry Out Loud was a, another song that he had. This was co-written with Carol Bayer-Sega, and uh, this was a Melissa Manchester hit in 1978. Fortunately, again, his version didn't chart either. In 1980, of course, there's a song that we're all familiar with came out, I Still Call Australia Home. And I cannot believe that this song only reached number 60 in Australia. Of course, it actually is used in commercials, firstly for National Panasonic and later on for Qantas. Yeah. Uh, but I can truthfully say that it's a much better song than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. He co-wrote Arthur's theme, The oh, Best You Can Do. With Chris Cross, is it? Was that the uh, one? You are correct. That, yeah. That's correct. That's correct. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, he co-wrote, he co-wrote the song with Bert Bacharach, actually. Okay. Uh, Carol Bayer-Sager and Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross actually sang the song for the 1981 film Arthur, which starred Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. At the time, I might add that Bacharach and Bayer-Sager were married. Now, Fly Away, which was in 1981, was his only US chart single. and only made reach 55. And that's where he came up an album which he produced, which was called By Coastal. Now, although his recording career in the US never progressed, he 
actually performed at Carnegie Hall in Manhattan, New York. He had sold out concerts at Radio City Music Hall in New York and became the first male dancer to dance with a group called the Rockettes, who were an all-female dance troupe. And just a bit of a sidelight here, he rode a camel during I Go to Rio. Now, I think I've probably seen that a video somewhere along the I line. Think I, that, uh, yeah, I think I've seen it as well, but I can't remember. But it sounds familiar. Yeah. Frank Sinatra actually uh, sang a song that Alan and Bea Sager sang, wrote, and it was called You and Me. And he actually sang this song at Car- Carnegie Hall. And it's part of a box set which was released in 1979. Peter Allen made his Broadway day, debut in 1971 in Soon, S-O-O-N, which was a rock opera. And he had three performances there and, and then a one-man review up in one, and that ran for 46 performances. And now Legs Diamond, which I've heard of, I haven't seen, I'm not familiar, overly familiar with it, but I've heard of it. He wrote the music and lyrics for that, and that ran for 64 performances on Broadway. So he certainly, his songs didn't chart all that well. He certainly was a a success on the stage. Now, he appeared in a cameo role in the film Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 1978. (laughs) What was he in Sgt. Pepper's? I uh, cannot tell you. I just put down that he appeared in a cameo role. That's okay. all. So he might have appeared as himself. I'm not sure, John. Probably, yeah. Now, he was the Pirate King, 1982 version of Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> so he, he was certainly very versatile. And now, he often said his on-stage persona was nothing like the person he was off-stage, stating that he would have had a nervous breakdown if he was. He enjoyed swimming, windsurfing, skiing, water, water skiing, sailing, collecting Hawaiian shirts, would you believe, reading, cooking, and growing flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Well, having yeah. seen him, I can definitely believe that he collects Hawaiian shirts. I can believe yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. That seemed to be his standard dress, if I remember rightly. Uh, now, he had a long-standing relationship with a fellow by the name of Gregory Connell, or Canal, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. He was a, a fashion and print model who became Alan's lighting and staging director and tour manager, and unfortunately he died of an age-related illness on the 11th of September 1984, and Alan dedicated a song to him once before I go. First we know, Peter Allen was a, a fairly intensely private man, and very few people knew that he had HIV slash AIDS because he feared a backlash from the conservative heterosexual band. Now, he passed away on... I couldn't believe this when I read it again today. He passed on the 18th of June, 1992. It's over 30 years ago, and it's quite astonishing that it's gone that quickly. And he died in San Diego. He's only 48, and we talk about some of these artists gone too much too soon. Well, I can truthfully say in this particular case, that is definitely a fact. Now, The Boy From Oz, which was a stage show which starred Hugh Jackman, I ran on Broadway and earned Jackman a Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical. And the movie, Peter Allen, Not the Boy Next Door, which starred Joel Jackson, Kai Baldwin, Rebecca Gibney and Sigmund Thornton in 2015, were worthwhile tributes to his life. I actually saw that show. I didn't see The Boy from Oz, but the, I thought the movie was, was, wasn't uh, a bad show, actually, a fair reflection of his life. Posthumously inducted in the ARIA Hall of Fame in 1993. It's a story that most people know pretty well and I think it's just a nice little touch that we have on Australia Day for a great, for a great Australian talent. Well, yeah, the day before Australia Day, but yeah, you are, we're recording this. Yeah. 
there was two things I just I remember was it the rugby grand final one year the mid 90s they actually did a did a performance of him as a hologram if I remember correctly I think singing I still call Australia home I remember that after he passed which was quite amazing but yeah. I remember that they did that once and also he saw everything old is new again is used uh, very well in the movie all that jazz as a dance if you've seen that movie I must have missed that one I apologize now I'd forgotten all about that one yeah, yeah. I heard of it yeah no it's a good song and it's a great movie anyway yeah he had a great career on stage I think as well where he, I think that stage suited him better than any other form I think I, I think so because as, as we as we reflected there none of his songs actually charted all that did all that well apart from perhaps I go to Rio and it seemed that the, the stage persona and the enthusiasm just the the movement on stage was something I think that was much more suited to him than just straight singing. Yeah. I think you and I discussed this before. I think we'll have or still call Australia home to start off with. Thanks, Josh. Okay, here it is now, the one that used on many travelling and Qantas commercial. I still call Australia home. And yeah, an iconic uh, song. I think everyone knows that one, don't they? I think they certainly do. And I think they certainly identify with the second one that I'm going to pick. And I know this is your favourite Peter Allen song. It's in your top Australian songs of all time, Tenderfield Saddle. I just think it's a fantastic song also. And we've decided that perhaps I Go to Rio goes in there. I'll make the point right here that I'm not a great fan of I Go to Rio. But <laughs> I think it's a song that people identify with him. So I think it's only fair enough that we put that one in. And I think the other one is I have the more I see you. Okay, uh, yeah, we can do that. We're the last choice, Josh. Yep, and well, I guess I will see you next week. <laughs> well, you'll certainly hear from me, that's for sure. I mean, I think it's a great story. And the man's gone, obviously gone a long way too soon. But the fact that he made it overseas is a fair reflection of his talent. And I think it's a very, very worthy to be in our little segment. Yeah, I agree. And a great Australian, Peter Allen, and we remember him always. We certainly do. Thanks, Josh, for that. And we look forward to... We're going to get back in the next couple of weeks to some real 60s music and with a couple of English groups that people will be familiar with and mm-hmm. and, a, and an English female singer uh, perhaps after that. So we're going to have a bit of an English flavour for the next few weeks, I think. OK, well, sounds interesting. I look forward to talking to you next week and we'll be in February too, which is interesting. That's the cool. year's starting to go quick already. Take care. Yeah, no worries. Just all the best to you and the listeners and we'll have a good one and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All the best. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.